When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? (laughs) Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Friday. I hope you guys had a really great week. Thanks for coming back to my little corner of the world where we talk about all things real, all things Riley. I like to make you laugh. I like to make you cry. I like to make you go, what the fuck did that girl just say? Um, And especially thank you for coming back today because I know that Wednesdays was a little bit heavier, um, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes I have to get some shit off my chest. Sometimes I have to check somebody. And I really appreciate your guys' messages and just supporting me because I know that it was a very touchy subject in more ways than one. Um, And the realest you guys have ever heard me, I think, because... Yeah, this is my corner of the world. And I want to say also too, like I am not high and mighty in my opinions that I am always right about anything. But when that hot button hit about my kids, you set off a different firecracker in this former redhead. Um, But today on the podcast, I'm very, very excited because we get to talk about one of the things that's my favorite in the world besides my family, fitness and radio and podcasting, diamonds and love. Um... You guys may have heard the Show Me the Ring podcasts before that I used to do on the air when I had my old radio job, and then I just did one recently, and I love love. Like, I started this idea, this bit, when I was, you know, engaged, and also before, whenever people would say, they would call on the radio and be like, oh my God, I'm engaged, and that was their What's Good Wednesday, and my, my, I don't know, you call it narcissistic? I don't know, whatever, the material. Not materialistic. I don't care about the ring, but I care about the story. But I always think that engagement rings especially just tell such a story of love and times in the past and how rings evolve with fashion and the times. And also even like economically back in the day, if you had any kind of a stone in your ring or if you got an engagement ring at all, it was almost like a sign of wealth or somebody that really fucking saved up for it. But I think it's really cool to talk about the different rings of today and this one in particular is, I don't want to say my favorite because that's like choosing a star in the heavens of the love stories or rings that I talk about on Show Me the Ring, but this one's vintage and it's right up my alley. Um, But I'm also going to introduce you to a We Got This Fam listener, Olivia, that just got engaged. Hello, babe. Congratulations, first and foremost. Hi, thank you. You're so welcome. I know I can hear it in your voice. And I will say I miss, I still love, you know, every day about being married to my husband, but I miss that freshly engaged feeling of like, oh my God, ah, look at this thing on my finger. It's so exciting. And I'm really, really happy for you. It's finally setting in. So wait, it's been what, a week and some change since you got engaged? It's been exactly, today would be seven days after. 
You're so cute. I would like, I love to count the days. See, this is what I mean. This is what I miss. I don't know how long I've been married, like a year and almost two years, something. I don't know. But I will say this I still look down at my ring every time it catches the sun. I go, oh, it's pretty damn cool. And you have you started talking with your left hand yet? No, but I did switch my my watch to my right hand so that it doesn't take away from the ring. Slick move, babe. So are you like a jewelry person in general or is this like your first like major like, oh my God, this is a valuable thing on my hand or whatever? Because I was always a girl into jewelry my whole life. But is this your first like, wow, I have a substantial like piece of metal on my finger? I'm not big into like jewelry or labels or honestly even the wedding stuff. But as a little girl, I would look, I remember sitting on the floor looking at my grandma in her chair and she just had diamonds for days on her fingers. And I remember asking her like, what's this? What's that? Like one of them was a dinner ring. Oh my God. I need to see pictures of the grandmother too, because she sounds like a woman after my own heart. Wow. A dinner <laughs> ring. Ah! Uh. Yeah. Which I never knew what that was until she told me. So do you want to tell her? Do you want me to? <laughs> uh, you could tell. <laughs> well, like a dinner ring is basically, it would be just, they call it, we'll call it a cocktail ring in days of today, but I'm guessing this was probably like 1950s, 60s when she acquired said ring, right? Or somewhere around there, like given, you know, the age of your grandmother. But it's just a very fancy cocktail ring. It could be any kind of stone, but they're usually pretty ornate and or intricate in their design. It's not like one stone like an engagement ring would be. Oh, God. I No, hers kind of looks like a bouquet of flowers of diamonds, but they're like individual diamonds. I just got full body goosebumps. Is that sad? (laughs) no so it's like it's really not my thing but I just remember looking at her fingers and being like they're so beautiful and like I want one um and it was just kind of something I always thought about like I would love to have one of my grandma's rings and so she passed away like she passed away like 10 or 11 years ago and she split up the rings amongst amongst her uh, daughters and her first granddaughter. So my mom ended up getting her engagement ring. My aunt got the dinner ring, which I was a little disappointed, but not really. Like <sighs> it all worked out. <laughs> it did. Because, um, like you got proposed to with her ring, correct? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so my mom gave it to me like 10, no, probably like eight years ago just to, to hang on. And so I've literally been hanging on to the string till I found the right person. Um, so it's just, it was, it was in my closet hidden away for several years. Oh God. Did you look at it a lot or did it just stay there? Okay. So I'm not going to lie. I did every now and then I would go and I'd look at it. I put it on my finger, but it was like way too big. So like I wasn't actually really wearing it. Yeah. Um, but I would say over the course of like eight years, I probably looked at it maybe six times, like really not that many. Oh, wow. You're way better than I am. Like, <laughs> like when my mom got engaged to her husband and I helped pick out the ring and design it, I went and tried on that sucker a bunch of times. Like I, like you, 
you know, you're not very much into jewelry aside from this fabulous ring that you've got. We'll get to the specs of it in a second, you guys, because I'm obsessed. Um, but I was obsessed with jewelry since I was eight. So it was like poor Marshall with the job of picking my ring. But I love the idea of when something builds from a kid, especially the dream of that almost manifests itself into your dream, you know? And like I said before, I love the idea of generational, like wedding jewelry, because it's such a modicum of love, especially with memory and like the past. The heirloom, a family heirloom. Exactly. I mean, I was trying to be fancy and come up with a bigger word than that, but I, I, <laughs> you did it for me. Um, but I love an heirloom. I love a story. I love everything vintage. So with that, huh, it, I, I swoon over this because honestly, I saw this picture of you getting engaged on Facebook before I actually realized it was you and did one of those things where you zoom in with your two fingers. And I was like, whoo, who is this? And what is this? It, it's so damn pretty. So I always tell you guys, because I was wanting to be a gemologist at one point in my life, I like to give the specs of what it what the ring looks like so you guys can have an audible visual like in your mind. And then I will post pictures of the ring and the happy couple on my Instagram later. But she has approximately 1.7 carats in the center. I'm guessing from what I can see of it, it is a classic 1950s from what you've just told me of your grandmother. Um, she has baguettes going down the side tapered so they're thinner and then it's set in platinum so you're very classic 1950s design that a lot of times you'll see on old hollywood celebrities celebrities of today it's a super super classic cut that can go with anything with stackables or you know with just a plain band you can mix metals with it it's just one of them classic suckers it's like yes girl so you said to me, though, that when you got it appraised, the jeweler had said something about it being, like, similar to one of those really high-end uh, jewelry houses, right? Yeah, he said it was um, from, it was a model from Cartier. Oof. It wasn't actually made by Cartier, but it was, like, the design that was, was really popular at that time. In my opinion, I think this is almost better. Now... I'm not a snob in terms of like labels with jewelry, but those designs from the original like Tiffany head setting back in the day when they like basically revamped what the modern engagement looks like with, you know, the four to six prongs around it and set up a little bit higher. But Cartier did it a little bit more classic because it's not that one that like jumps up and it gets caught on everything, which you'll appreciate this later as you wear it a lot longer. It's just one of those mm. stunners that never goes out of style. I am obsessed with it. I might have to, if I ever meet you and hug you, I might have to be like, can I try it on too, please? Because definitely, <laughs> it's just, I love that it has such a great story to it because it caught my eye without even knowing that story. And bravo, because your grandmother sounds like she had really great taste. Oh, she had great taste. She was a good looking woman. She had a pilot in World War II named 12 plans after her. What? Yeah, wow. grandma had it going on. Oh my God, that makes me love this ring even more. Like, wow. Oh, what a good blessing for your wedding and your marriage and your love. That's so fucking cool. Okay, so Olivia's fiance now is Joe. So we're going to get to how he reposed in just a little bit, you guys. But so tell me a little about you and Joe and how you guys met in the course of your relationship, how long you guys been together, all the things. 
Yeah, so Joe is Belizean, so he's from Belize, and he came to America about three years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And funny story there is I had never left the country until I think five years, five or six years ago, and the first place I went to was Belize, Wow, which was so random, and it was really just because one of my girlfriends wanted to go there because Shine was from there. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you're so popular Lord, have mercy. Um, <laughs> I know I know so then come to find out later his mom is named Olivia which is also my name manifested so much. <laughs> it was just like a crazy crazy coincidence and no I didn't meet him and believe I didn't meet him until I was back in D.C. Um, and he was actually he's an exologist so he was working at a private event and it was like, there was, it was one of those nights when you go out and there's just so many men to choose from, like <laughs> probably like over 70 men, like all looking good. And like, you just feel like you're a kid in a candy shop. I love you. And I, <laughs> I said to my girlfriend, I was like, is it bad that I think the bartender's like the best looking guy in here? And she was like, no, cause I think he is too. Oh my I'm God. like, okay, okay. And then he he says that he fell in love as soon as I walked in the building. I mean, do you believe him? Adam? I don't know. I mean, he did say that he was like asking everyone, like, do you know her? Do you know her? Because I had never been at that event before. Um, so I do believe that part. Okay, so not and, to turn this around to me, but I am like we're—I swear to you—we're like twin flame sisters from another mother or something like that. Because Marshall said the same thing about me, and I was like, "Bullshit, dude." Okay, but then I had it on good authority from his roommate that he went home later and said, "Yeah, he—he he confirmed it that he was like, yep, he walked in the door and said she could be the one." So maybe you should believe him because I think that's the most romantic thing I've heard. But I know, and that's why it's like, oh, but he is a very romantic guy, which is also why I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, like, we we both kind of made a, a point to ch- exchange numbers that night. Like, I remember it was closing, everyone was leaving, and I just had to go back to the bar for another drink, quote-unquote. And um, look. ended up getting, right, ended up getting his number, and I texted him that night, I text him hot bartender with like the flame emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no response. No. I have nothing back. <laughs> what? How long did it take him to come back? Like what? Three days. Ooh. Three days. And it was so cute because he said he was waiting. He was doing a three day rule. Oh my. You know what? <laughs> it sounds like your guys' rules reversed because you were the one that, oh my God, we are seriously soul sisters because I did the same thing with Marshall at first. I was like, oh, who are you? Hit him right up in his DMs. It, do guys not know how to deal with that or something? Or they think that they're trying to play hard to get? Like, no, don't do that. Go with your first instinct that she is the one. Get it. But it all worked out. It, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. But so he ended up calling me three days later. And we were we talked for a little bit. But he was actually, his mom had a stroke. So he was actually headed back to Belize. Um, to go see her and so it, with him going back to Belize and then I think I had like a trip or something so 
from the time we met to where we actually had like our first date was like a month later. Wow. And what really made him stand out is when he went back to Belize, like he would tell me when he was going to call me next Mm -hmm. and then he would actually call me then. Yes. (laughs) You know what? Doesn't that seem so just like simple or whatever, but I say this to a lot of women that will reach out for Ask Riley and say, like, advice about this guy or what is that guy doing? Because Lord knows I only got it right once, but that's all you need because I had every shitty relationships prior to that. But it's another testament, like, what you're saying is that, like, if they want to, they will. And there won't be this push-pull bullshit, you know? And if there is, that they will make up for it later. But I think that's such a lost trait in people. Be about what you're about. No more bullshit. But that's 100% true. If a, if a guy wants to see you, they will make it happen. Whether they're in Belize um, or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like he would even be like, you know, I'm going to be traveling. I might not have Wi-Fi for the next day. So I might not be able to talk to you to the day after. And yeah, you know, he was just spot on. So I was like, okay, it was such a rare quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we met, we we got close in that month without seeing each other. So then we had our first date, kind of like what you were saying. We just like um, opened up the closet and let all of our skeletons come out. Mm-hmm. God, I was so, so stupid it, to do that. But hey, you know what? I So what she's referring to is in the in the podcast, I've said this before, like when I first met Marshall, I think we were dating like a month maybe, and he was wanting to meet my son. And I, before he could do that, before I would like let myself start falling for him, I sat down and I basically told him every ugly ghost that is in my closet and fully well, I was waiting for like a breakup before we were even like together. But apparently this shit works. I mean, it did. granted we did end up like a couple of months later, there was more secrets we both had that we released to each other but just kind of starting off with that as a basis like mm-hmm. because it was just he was very serious you know he's like I want to be happy and so forth so then after the first date we almost went like another month for the before the second date because he had a work trip and then a vacation and then he got COVID wow so like yeah, so it was like three weeks, and I did like a drive-by with COVID where we're like six feet apart, Here's like talking. See you later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was about it. So when we had our second date, he accidentally told me he loved me. Accidentally my ass. <laughs> well, he kind of did because I asked him, I said something like, I really like how you do this or I don't remember what it was. And he was like, well, you know, that's what someone does when they love someone. Oh. And then he like stopped. <laughs> Oopsie. But that's the thing. When I say accidentally my ass, it means that like that when it happens that way, it was supposed to happen in that moment. And this is what I like about real fairy tale shit because again mine was a lot the same the first time he told me he loved me I was on the couch with him and I was sitting here saying I was like oh Marshall you in love with me and he literally looked at me dead in the face like I was like oh my god he's gonna break up with me because I said that he goes no but I already am in love with you like this is what I mean a lot of times in life we get caught up with the whole Cinderella glass slipper moment I did the first time around bullshit and glad that one didn't happen but I love just those moments that this is what you do when you love somebody. And then boom, skyrocket from there. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's been married before. I was engaged. I was. I got engaged when I was like 22. Yeah. Um, and it was this guy who was in the army and I moved over to Seattle for him and he spent nine months in Iraq and we were together for four years, like went through all of that. And honestly, there was like no infidelity or anything. Like we started talking about like wedding planning and stuff. And I just realized like I, this guy could make me very happy for the next 10 years but he's not going to make me happy for the next 50 years like wow. us together. Wait, how insane. Wait, whoa, whoa. I got to pause for a second because that's, <laughs> no, that's some real shit because that's very insightful to know that because all too many times I did it. You know, you, you look good on paper. He's good for right now. But when the shit hits a fan in life and we're on our way to old and crusty, am I going to be able to look at him and hopefully not, you know, wrinkly balls or anything, but am I going to be able to look at him and be like, I still have fun with you and love you and want to be with you. Wow. That's really cool that you had that insight. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we were growing cause he was 25 too. So like we were growing and I, I could just tell like, we're not growing in the same direction, even though we have a lot of fun together. We love each other. Just like, I did not see it being a forever. And I, I pictured us having kids and then going through a divorce. Mm. And I just didn't want that. No. I mean, that's why so many times when I had many tears over being engaged before, and I used to say to my girlfriends, it was so sad. I used to say, you know, uh, I just wish the wedding, because it was so horrible on my psyche and everything. My world was rocked. I was like, I wish we'd have just gotten to the wedding because that would have made it feel worth it, that we made the commitment, but it didn't work. No. I just, mm. I think... When people, in your case, you were actually, you know, had a lot more emotional maturity than I did because I would have held on to that shit forever, but the universe knew better. I think that's really important to note about life and the fairy tale wedding thing because sometimes it's just not what it's meant to be. And then when you involve kids and actually getting married, it, there's a whole other ballgame to that. So bravo to you, honestly. Yeah, I mean, part of it, like, I haven't been with him for five years, and I was just kind of, I mean, I'll be real here, because this is what we do, right? Mm. I was just kind of fantasizing about other, like, what if, like, what else is out there? Yes. And that's why I was like, this is not, I can't, this isn't going to work for the rest of my life. Oh, but I commend you for that, too, because, I mean, obviously on this podcast, we've talked about Scandival a lot, and that could have ended in one of those situations, not to say that you were a piece of shit like Tom Sandoval and would do that. (laughs) But that's how that shit happens, that you roll into this and you think, okay, we've been together for so long, blah, 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 and look at where it ended you because of that decision. Because I don't really think things happen as much by chance as we often like to believe. Yeah, Um, I mean, and it all happened for a reason, right? I wasn't meant to be with him. I found this amazing guy, but it took years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 34 now, and... My last engagement, or my last engagement, my first engagement. I mean, yeah. Ended, yeah, when I was, I think I was 24. Yep. So and so I guess it's been years. 10 years. Yeah, I was yeah. six years between mine. And I remember thinking I was so crusty. And I was like, damn, I just, I thought that it wouldn't happen. And when it does, it just fucking does. I want to be as real as possible with people, but sometimes 
there is that twinkling shit of love and it doesn't look like you think it's going to look like in the fairy tales, but then it unfolds as your very own. And that's really cool. So tell me more. I mean, to be very honest, I, I used to live, um, I'm from the DC area, but I used to live in South beach for work for a little bit. Oh God. (laughs) And I was in South Florida in general for three years. And I met, I met the people, right? I met all the people and it got to the point where I wasn't dating someone for longer than two weeks. Mm -hmm. And everyone around me kept saying like, you haven't met the right person. You haven't met the right person. But I'm like, uh, like, I think it's me. This is like a pattern (sighs) where I can't, I'm not dating someone more than two weeks. Like this is something I need to work on. And so uh, my mom was ill. I ended up moving back to D.C. and I got a therapist and I spent the next year and a half to two years every week working with her. I love that. I love that. Why are people so fucking afraid of therapy? Honestly, like I'm the person that likes to pick apart the inner thing, like the inner workings of self to figure out the why. As a matter of fact, on the last Ask Riley, somebody asked me like, what what do you feel differently about being in a healthy relationship versus having a toxic abusive one? And I was like, well, honestly, I, besides all the shit that I figured out wrong about what I didn't have with boundaries, but I realized what I wasn't doing, giving, showing up for, which that is all the real shit that happens when the wedding dress comes off and you get your wedding photos, you're done with Mm -hmm. your honeymoon and you know, you're not newlyweds anymore. I think that's fucking beautiful. Absolutely. And you know what? I wish that I would have had more of a phase like that where it was like, okay, I'm dating all these people and it's not working. Let me analyze why. Oh, it's so mature. I wish I had more of that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I think I just have a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. And so I was just like, this is me. And turns out like I only saw relationships as transactional. Like you do something, I'll do something and so forth and so forth. So not only did my therapist have to teach me like, that not all relationships are transactional, mm. but also like my, she had to teach me my needs. Like Ooh. I, she, yes. Like I was like, no, I'm good. I have a car. I have a home. I have a job. Like I have friends, like my needs are taken care of. And she was like, those are your survival needs. Mm-hmm. And like a light bulb went off. Like, wait, I have more needs than that. Like wow. needs. Yeah. And so she taught me like, learn what your needs are and communicate that with the person you're dating. Like, cause they're, they, they don't know what my needs are. They can't read my mind, communicate it with them, give them a chance. And if they're unable to do it then just move on. Oh my God. Like I love, 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 love this because so many people, especially if they go through bad times in relationships or whatever, don't look inward. And I swear to you, especially like with my, even my manifestation practices, I really had to go deep within me because I have like codependency issues and shit, daddy issues, all those things. And it was like, I was trying to find that forever in anyone else. And I mean, anyone else. I was like, oh, this person could be it. This person could be it. This could be, it didn't matter who it was or what they treated me like. I didn't care. And as long as I had a body there. But when I realized that the body that is most important was my own, my own soul. And I know that sounds very pageant queen and hokey, but it wasn't until I literally let go. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to deal with me. 
I'm going to like me. I tried to have a roster for five minutes and then I met Marshall literally right after that. But I think the most important part of fairy tales and quotation marks, especially if you've already been through the wrong one, like we've both been engaged before we found our person, you've got to look inwardly with your own boundaries, your own wants, your own needs the bullshit that you're going to give and not give, the bullshit that you're going to take and not take. I so appreciate you for sharing that because that's such an important part of all of that. Because I talk to people that have been married 30 years and there's a lot more of this than there is of the sparkle and the flowers and the veils and the diamonds. But diamonds are forever. (laughs) 100%. And he, kind of like you and Marshall, we moved in with each other within three months. Yeah. I mean, it, just, and it it happens like easily if it's worth, if it's the one. Yes, but we also had a lot of fights about just what would happen when a couple moves in with each other so soon. Mm-hmm. And you're still learning each other, but you're also in the same space and it's a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a lot of fights. And I took the time to reach out to my therapist because at this point I'm not doing weekly anymore. And... I was just like, you know, Joe gives me the silent treatment and I can't stand the silent treatment. That one makes me itch. (laughs) Yeah, but she explained to me that he's not giving me the silent treatment. He's just taking the time that he needs. Wow. And I was like, yeah, but a day or like eight hours, like that's too much time. Like he should get over it by then. And she was like, you can't control how long it takes for someone to get over their feelings. Oh my gosh. And so... I had that conversation with him and then I was just like, things are so much better. Like when he needs to take his time, I don't take it personal mm-hmm. and I just give him that time. Uh, like it still makes me, cause I'm a spicy ass Latina and I'm very impatient with ADHD. So God bless my husband. But it's like, he's just like that. It's, it's, he needs to process things. He needs to go forth. Cause I'm a little firecracker. Like I'm very passionate. I get mad really quick. I get over it really quick, depending yep. on who it is. Um, but I think that that's so great because when we were going to get married and finding our church, we'd been together maybe seven months the first time around before COVID and Malin happened. And the pastor, so cool. Like he said, normally I would like for people to be married or like get married at like a year so that they know each other. And he was like, you know, he made a joke because he was a gay pastor. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, because we get all our gay friends that come in here in two months and they're in love. And they, you know, I see too many divorces. <laughs> he was so great. He said it. He cursed at our wedding. He was amazing. Um, but I get that point of like making that a point in the fairy tale to say like, yes, real couples fucking fight. Even in that honeymoon phase, it happens. But that's in a sense how you know it was forever or is forever. 100%. And like the things we were fighting about were so trivial. So dumb, like, right? it, yes. Yeah. So silly. And then I both said to each other, like, if we met each other previously, like four or five years ago, we oh, would not right? be ready for each other. Girl. It would not have happened. Yeah. I mean, I can't vibe with you more, and it still happens. I had a fight with Marshall over cucumbers this week. Cucumbers, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. So, <laughs> you know, that's. The real time, no, it was so dumb, girl. He threw out my cucumbers and I was so mad because I wanted that chicken salad. Anyway, so tell me, um, when did you realize that he was like the one, one, you know, like when you were like, okay, I, I want to get out my mic going, grandmother's ring and, and let's do this. Or was it him? I mean, probably since like month four when he would get drunk, he'd be like, 
I want to marry you. You're going to marry me, right? I want to marry you, you know? So that man speaks a sober was, mind. He, he proposed um, the year after we met. Aww. So it's definitely been a conversation that's been going. But I think, like, there's probably two moments. One, my, my mom was by herself in an apartment, and she was getting ready to move to another apartment. And we went over to her apartment, which Joe was like, let's go. And we went over there to like help her pack and organize. And we went grocery shopping and like Joe cooked dinner for her. And, you know, he was helping her walk around the grocery store. And that was just like, you know, like he's like, this is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love that. On a sadder note, my mom passed not too long after and just the way he was there for me, like he was calling out of work. He was oh, so patient. He like, he was keeping me distracted. We're randomly painting random things. I'm getting out of Walmart. Like he was right there with me. And that was just like, like this is forever. It's so beautiful to hear you say that. Because I'm, first of all, very sorry. My condolences about your mother and your grandmother, actually. But I, I don't love it when couples have to, earlier into their relationship, have to go through hardship. But when you do, it really does shape your idea of like, all right, when things are tough, this person is going to stand by me, is going to stand beside me for years to come. Even when they don't like me or when... You know, we're for richer, for poorer, sickness and in health, like all of those things. I feel if, if I'm going to manifest that my marriage will last till the end of time and six lives after. And I feel like it was because we also had those hardships that were like, yeah, you're, you're it. You're my person. Like you're going to be the one to wipe my ass when I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so sweet because his mom would call and check in on me yeah. and then she would tell Joe, she's like, you better be good and take care of her. She's going through a lot right now. And like, so that was just like, oh my gosh, I love her. Like, I want to be a part of this family. This is so sweet. And losing my mom, and then she's like, she'll be my other mom. Like, it just, it all came full circle. Mm-hmm. I just, those, those real life love stories are definitely my jam. Why can't there be more movies about that? Like childhood stories. Honestly, I feel like I would have been a more well-adjusted human in terms of love if I had heard more things like that. Girl, it's not about the rock. It's not about the glass slipper. It's about what's he going to be like when you're going through your shit. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and both people, both people being like, we're going to have bad times, but we will we will get through it. And we know it's not going to be amazing all the mm-hmm. time. But when you have those moments of like, God, I can't stand you. You snored last night. You're—I I, honestly, let me back up. I can't never not stand my husband when he snores. It gets really close. But even through all that shit, there's never a moment where I don't look at him. I'm like, okay, you got a cute ass, and I love you. But sometimes you got to get away from me. I, that to me is real love. Maybe it's sick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's gonna kill me for this, but he—he he got mad at me for something earlier this week that I don't even remember what it was. That's how like trivial it was. Yeah. And I remember hearing couples say that, like, I don't remember what we're fighting about, and I just thought that was so weird. Like, yes, you do. 
But no. genuinely, I think it's when you're so close with someone, things just happen and you get mad and then you're over it. It's like that stupid cliche saying, we always hurt the ones we love. And a lot of times when you're going through stuff, I'm like, I can't lie. And Marshall knows this, especially like in recent times where shit's got tough. He got the brunt of a lot of my anger that I love him. And I, you know, it's not, he knows that it's not him, but when that is your best friend and your person, that's where the whole in good times and bad shit comes from that it, if you have, let me, let me, let me not generalize this because I'm done with the haters this week and I ain't going to take another one. But I'll just say, uh, yeah. if, if from my experience, I think that if Marshall and I were to be as pretty as our Instagram, that would say we have like 96% where everything were floating with the Skittles and Rainbow River, it'd be bullshit. I think yeah. a lot of times it's 60-40 happiness to annoyance or the other way around. It's not ever perfect, but it's, no, I don't want to say ever perfect. That's not true. It's not 99% perfect. That's for damn sure. Cause it'd be no. a lie. So now that I've well, gotten I mean, all fucking about any, you. <laughs> think about any relationship you have in your life. None of them are 100% all roses and butterflies. Yeah, nothing. So why, why would your, you know, sniffs and other love life be that way. Exactly. I mean, not everything is always as pretty as it is on Instagram, like radio shows and relationships <laughs> and stuff. The but highlight reel. Exactly. For real. That's why they call it reels, damn it. Um, but tell me about the engagement. Because you already had the ring. You already knew what you were getting there. Which, I just want to ask you, did you ever feel at all, and I probably know the answer to this, just even speaking to you for 15 minutes, did you ever feel a little like, meh, about not, about having knowing what you were getting with the ring or was there any less like <gasps> because of that so i was always excited because it's my grandmother's ring right now i don't think that i have that initial like 48 72 hour oh i've never seen this ring it's never been on my finger like this is like what it like i think you had said earlier like what is this ring like what's going on mm -hmm. because i am familiar with it i mean i've seen it since i was a young child um so there there's definitely some familiarity with it i think that i like that better honestly because i the real reason i ask that is a lot of times women get too caught up in the whole like what is that TikTok? Like, oh my God, please don't be ugly. And listen, like I said, I wanted to be a gemologist. So if it was an ugly one, I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I would have felt about that. Thank God it wasn't. But so tell me about the proposal. Cause from what I saw the pictures, it looked pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. So he's, he's one of a kind. So Aww. we went to Belize together for the first time and I got to meet his family now, mind you, he is one of 14. Wow. Yeah. You're a big-ass wedding, thing. <sighs> well, he, he said we can't invite, like, all the nieces and nephews. It's impossible, which right. I believe. Because when I met his mom, I asked her how many grandchildren she, she had, and she said up to 40. Holy crap. And then she said 20 great-grands. Yeah, no. So We're gonna condense his this mother... She birthed 13, so his mother is a part of 73 human beings on Excuse this earth. Excuse me, what? She birthed <laughs> yeah. 13? Is her vagina bionic? Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's yeah, weird. and she's wow. small. Warrior, warrior vibes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. 
So I went over there and I met his family slash barely half of his family. Yeah. Um, but he was like really close with his brothers. And so it was nice to be able to meet everyone. I FaceTime with them plenty of times before. So this is like the first time to meet them in person. And so we landed in Belize city. We flew over to the Island San Pedro and that's where like most of his siblings were, where we met them. Then we flew back to Belize city, drove two hours North to meet his mom who was like, she was genuinely so excited to meet me it was the most cutest loving thing ever like you could just see her face lit up it was so cute that's saying a lot um i'm a boy mom and i am like oh get these fucking hoochies away from me that is so special she told joe that she could just tell i was a good person right away wow that's okay yes ma'am right i like that a lot i just got goosebumps for real Oh my God. I love that. So then after that was like our first three days, just traveling around visiting family. And then after that, we drove about three hours South to this Hopkins area where we stayed at this resort. He got like a honeymoon suite villa. We had our own private pool right outside. Wow. Uh, Which actually ended up being like a hot tub because it was like 110 degrees over there. Um, but so we had this amazing villa and he, he was worried that I was going to catch on because mind you, I already had the ring. And so I hadn't told him where the ring was. And then I just didn't look there to see when he moved it or not. Um, so he was worried that I was going to expect it. And we ended up, we ended up actually drinking all day. We were at the pool bar. Then we were, we were at the dock right over the water, never had lunch. So then we go out um, to eat and we're at this restaurant. Like I'm drunk and I'm just like, I don't like anything on this menu. (laughs) Like We got to go somewhere else. So, you know, he's so patient and he calls me a spicy quesadilla. Listen. I, you know what? Ghost chili pepper over here. I hear you. So we go to this other restaurant, and then I guess by the time we got there, he had set it up with the resort people that the engagement was going to be at 8 p.m. So we ended up leaving that restaurant before food ever came. So oh, mind God. you, I hadn't eaten since breakfast. Grumpy monkey. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> So he and the people at the resort draw this big heart in the sand and Joe brought over like all this like supplies for them to set up. So there was like these plastic candles around the heart and then he had these letters that said marry me and lights. Um, and so it was like kind of like right by our room. So we're walking back to our room and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. I was intoxicated. I was intoxicated. You're in Belize. And, Isn't that your job? <laughs> right. Right. So I see it and I'm like, well, what is that? Like, <laughs> no idea what's going on. And then he starts walking towards the heart and gets in the heart. And then I'm like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, all giddy, like running over to the heart. There's a whole video of it. It's embarrassing. Oh, I got to see and the video so, now. <laughs> he says his little speech was thankfully it's on video because I wouldn't have remembered. Oh, I don't remember shit from it either. I remember like four words. Don't feel bad. And I was do- stone ass sober. 
So don't feel bad. Right. Exactly. And so then um, he's, I, I'm responding to whatever it is that he said as he's putting the ring on my finger. I never said yes. Um, there's a little stumble when he's putting the ring on my finger. Oh my God. It, but I think that's the thing too. All on video. He didn't hear me say yes. I think I just said, put it on. Put, put yeah. It on. <laughs> oh my God. So it's on, we're hugging. And then I'm like, wait, yes, yes. I didn't say yes. I'm yeah. like, yes. He looked at me too. He's like, is and that a yes? I'm like, but yes, what do you mean? I'm blubbering with snot down my nose. Of course, yes. <laughs> and then I guess he said he wasn't nervous until like the ring was on and he was like, oh my gosh, this is official. And then he goes to get the bottle of champagne and he's like, I'm so nervous. I can't open this. Oh, and you're just like, you look at the ring. So cute. And then the night ends with, I stepped on one of the plastic candles that was like in the frame of the heart. It hurt my foot. I go into the the room to like um, clean it, put bandage it. And then I was asleep within like 10 minutes on the couch. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, real life. So within 30 minutes of him proposing, I was passed out. You know what? I just feel like also too, and I'm just going to put this out there because we're real here on really Riley, the fucking pressure to get it on after a big moment like that is bullshit because your adrenaline and your dopamine has all been dumped out of your body and you're fucking tired. We can screw tomorrow morning. The, I didn't like, honestly, I'm not, yeah. Marshall's going to be mad. We didn't have sex on our wedding day. Uh, no. I was I had to get extensions out. I had to take my dress. Screw that pressure to do it after you get engaged or married. Stop. Friends. No. <laughs> I, I didn't even I mean, I didn't even think about that. I was so worried about my foot and then but like this is how sweet he is, right? Cuz we hadn't ate food and I passed out and so he actually had his best friend come and film it. He oh. was like called him earlier that day. It was like I have a big favor from you. Like, can you come film this? I'm going to propose, so forth. And his best friend's like, oh, my God, yes. Like, what an honor and so forth. Um, but I passed out, and he was like, when she wakes up, she's going to want food. You know, I hadn't ate all day. And his best friend was so sweet. He was like, you just had a special moment. He's like, you stay here with her. I'll go get the food. And then sure enough, I woke up a couple hours later. There's Chinese food right next to me on the, on the nightstand. And it was the best Chinese food I've ever had in my life. I bet. I bet it was. <laughs> I was in bed, like laying over, just devouring the Chinese food. That was my engagement night, and it was great. I fucking love every damn bit of that. And I think the thing that I like the most is the fucking Chinese food in the hurt foot. Not that I like that you got hurt, but I just, again, like, cause when I saw the Instagram pictures, I was like, Oh my God. And this is another ode to people that like, you know, might be listening to this puking because you know, we're both being giddy about our loves and whatever, but understand that like, it's not always that pretty over filtered thing. And it's almost more beautiful that way. Or at least I think so. I think that those fun little things are really what make that love story true and real. And I cannot fucking wait. Just, are you going to do a wedding? Or are you like, because I think with that classy ass ring, I could, oh God, I can't wait to see on your wedding day if you do one. So we are going to do a wedding. We're going to do it in Belize because um, it's just easier yes. for my family to travel there and then his family get visas and whatnot. 
So we were going to do February, which is what, eight months oh, away. Season- very oh, close. coming up. Yes, because it's seasonal, like, um, yeah. Belize, it's either like really hot or it's hurricane season. So you only have a couple of months where it's enjoyable. And I do not want to be sweating on my wedding day. Even the Chinese food and the candle? No, you probably don't want to leave too much to chance in that arena. No. So um, the plan was February and Belize. Um, but we actually talked earlier this week and I think we're going to actually up it to four months from now. Oh my God. Okay. October, November. Well, and the reason being is because of his mom. So my dad passed when I was eight, his dad passed away three years ago. My mom passed away three months ago. Yeah. His mom had a stroke and surgery. So like, we want to not only ensure that she's there at the wedding and can see it all go down, but we also want to start a family. And so we want her to be able to meet, you know, the grandchild and he loves his mom. And so he wants to give that to her. And I for sure want to have a parent at our wedding. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's the real reason because I was the little idiot princess that had, and you know what? I don't regret one damn dollar I spent on my day, honestly, because that really, I don't Nope, Not one. It's like so many people are like, Oh my God, you know, you spent so much money. I was like, first of all, I fucking waited until the last possible second. I could to have a child, have the family that I wanted in the way that I wanted it. So that to me was the most joyous day of my life. And it was not without its snafus, but at the end of the day, my biggest thing was because it was like, we went and waited through COVID and all that stuff. I wanted the traditional moment where our family and our friends, that's why you do it with witnesses because it likes something about that and no shade to anybody that did it and eloped or whatever. But for me, there was something about doing it in front of the ones that we loved and cared about that made it so much more official because we were a child in a house together, you know, like we didn't have to get married, but that was Mm -hmm. the biggest switch to me after the wedding that made it feel, Oh fuck, this is official. We just did that. This is my husband and everybody saw that shit, you know? So I love that. I think that that makes it even more special and it'll just work out. And if you step on a candle again, it's fine. We'll do a podcast (laughs) about it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's looking like nothing's set, but it's looking like I have four months to get a dress, get the venue booked, get flights, hotel, all that. So, you know, destination wedding, I already knew not a lot of people were going to come for months now. There's probably going to be a lot less people that come. But it's, again, about, like, my family's going to be there, his family, his mom is going to be there. And, like, we can throw a party later. That's really all that matters, honestly, because I I don't say my wedding was small, small. It was only, like, 89 people, but relatively small as to the way that some people do it. Because my biggest thing was yeah. I entertain for a living. I don't want to be, and I think this could roll for anybody. I don't want to be paying attention. This is so bad. I don't want to spend even two minutes paying attention to somebody that I wouldn't want to be in my memories for always, if that makes any sense. And there's Mm -hmm. some of those that were there. Um, But I think that that's really cool that it's going to be intimate, so very special, like memories on memories on memories there, right? Like his place where he is, you know, like his heart is, now his real heart on the outside of his body is going to be there. You guys got to, oh God, it's going to be so beautiful. Wow. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I really want my best friends, like my closest friends. I went to the same, I went to school with the same people from first grade. I mean, from first grade up until 12th grade. So I, I really want them to be there, but I completely understand if it's not realistic, it's not going to happen. Well, um, give it another reason for you to wear the dress again. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yes, which I have to find the dress. And I'm just not, I'm the complete opposite of you when it comes to wedding planning and yeah. being into the wedding and all that stuff. Not my thing. The nice thing about destination weddings is like all they you. take care of, yeah, the marriage license, the application, the the priest or whoever marries you, the floor arrangements, the chairs, like great, perfect. Um, but my sister also is available if she's got free time this, this summer. So I might just like solicit her to like. You are the queen. <laughs> like, honestly, as much of a psycho as I was about the details, I was bride chilla in that way because I, like you, I wanted my friends to be there. That's all I wanted. They were like, do you want a bachelorette? Do you want that? No. I said, I just want you guys to be there. That's all that mattered yeah. because if those four, what did we have? We had six and six on each side. If those 12 people were there and my parents and obviously my kids, I didn't care who else was there. I really didn't. Like, it, it doesn't, it flies by very fast and I think the, moments that are still etched in my memory are the ones with them so other than mm. you not having the dress i'm not worried that your day is gonna be amazing <laughs> i'm an asshole i just oh yeah because they usually oh we we gotta find one off the rack which if you need I know, help with that i, know. I got you <sighs> well i do need to like find like I need, I, I don't know where to start. I, I work in Old Town Alexandria and I know there's a lot of bridal boutiques over there. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to start, but it, it is going to have to be like something off the rack. What is it? It's only eight months or something for a wedding well, dress. So I was, I was fucking extra and I had mine created out of like, I went to a place where they had like, you know, basically like the molds of it, like the start, the base. And then you go from there. Um, but yeah, like, and honestly, my second choice wasn't off the rack because I was like, I love this, but I saw a piece of like the fabric, the lace or the applique. And I was like, I have, nope, that's it. So I don't think that that is really like a bad thing. And also the amount of alterations that you can do to make something that might seem like not the one, the one, if you get a good insurance. Right. And honestly, I hated my dress up until the day, the walk down the aisle. So... I, I shouldn't put that pressure on you to think that you're not going to find the one, but I would imagine you should probably do that like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my sister's saying. Don't get on that shit now. <laughs> my so She's older than me. She got married like 14 years ago. And so she's like, yeah, we should go to dress shop. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll look it up this weekend. But I think what I want to do, because it is tropical. Yeah. But I don't, you know, a lot of people with a tropical wedding have that, that like, light flowy linen type dress mm -hmm. i still want the wedding dress please, like yes the fancy dress please do and then i'll probably just change into something like lighter and fully for the reception so that i'm not sweating like crazy and yes that's on yes because i was i got married in september and i smell like a fucking no one i didn't have sex on my wedding day i smell like an onion because I had to have all the layers and all that stuff and i think the reception dress as much as i didn't want to take off the big poof i was like i want to feel like I'm in a wedding dress. I want to feel that moment, but right. it's going to be hot. I don't give a shit 
wait, Belize? <laughs> yeah, you're going to stink. Get in the pool afterwards. But yeah, I mean, AC is rare over there. You know, it? the best, your, your best chance is a room AC unit. Oh my goodness, girl. You, yeah. you know, I think we're a lot, a lot alike in a lot of ways, but I, my first concern was my hair frizzing on the day. Cause if that went South, I'd been fucking yes. forget it. The whole day would have been done for me. So <laughs> but it's going to have to be up. Like there's yeah. no choice. It's oh, going to sure. have to be up. I told, I told Joe, I was like, I'm going to have to have a fan of my woo-ha, yes. like fans everywhere. That's and he was just like, <laughs> right. I mean, they should. Hey, let me patent that shit. I, yeah, there's some batteries in it. I think so too. Like as long as you guys have the people around you and you have, photos because obviously you are like me that you don't remember shit after that big moment happens <laughs> it's gonna be so amazing i need to see photos and i just want to over and over and over say congratulations and also because you know that i do the three thank yous thank you thank you thank you for sharing all the rest of it too and not just the pretty shit because no. i think that's don't get me wrong the love story is actually really one for the ages but i think that the other stuff too just made it so much more impactful for anybody hearing this podcast that wants love and hasn't found it yet. So rock on. Well, and that's why I like you so much and connect to you so much because <sighs> you're real and you just, I just, I, you just, everyone has to be real. I have to be around people that are real. Same. I just, I think that's, I don't know. I always tell my mother that I'm too real for the world because my, a lot of people around me, like I am, I guess it's a, being a child of trauma, whatever that you like figure people out quickly or you try to. And if I can't figure your fake ass out, I can't be around you. And I think now in this stage in life where I'm all the more realizing that we are not promised tomorrow and I want to have more good shit and less bad shit, I gravitate towards people like you for real. And I hope I get to meet you. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Because, I mean, I heard you on the radio for years and years and years. Six years. And then just talking to you on the phone, it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is normal. Like, Riley, like, okay. But I always knew, like, (laughs) you know, strong women. I knew we would connect. I'm not into the big jewelry and the makeup and stuff, but you're real. And that's all that matters. I think that it's really cool to connect from people of all walks of life. And that's like it. It like that. That is what I always say that the medium of radio gave me. It was great in the beginning of just about career and like being on the radio was cool. But the biggest thing that I never wanted to lose, and that's why I'm so blessed to like do stuff like this, is the connection because the connection that has saved me and inspired me and made me laugh and cry and the very thing that I say that with this podcast is to go like, what the fuck was that? I, it, it builds a story and you guys really just, honestly, like it's not something that I will ever take lightly that people will share their lives in these intimate, cool moments. It's never lost on me ever. So with that, I'm going to say very much. Thank you. Thank you. Big fat fucking capital letters. Thank you. I hope that I never fall into a candle with you. <laughs> but- <laughs> I bet if we ever did, we would laugh through it. Um, You guys, I know you want to see the pictures of the ring and the engagement because it sounds so amazing. They're going to be up at Really Riley Podcast on Instagram a little bit later. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, like I always say, the DMs are always open at Riley Couture. Um, Really Riley Podcast is the uh, Really Riley Podcast at gmail.com is the email, text line, 
410-604-8895. That is such a mouthful, my God. Um, but Olivia, I really wanted to say thank you again for being on Really Riley, and I can't wait to see what the wedding looks like. Ooh, and the wedding ring, all the good things. But girl, thank you so much for being Oh, I might. Oh, yeah. I might need your advice on the wedding ring, like what will go good with this ring. Ooh, I was waiting for that. I didn't want to put that out there because you never want to put yourself out there like that, but I am so fucking down. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Olivia. It's Really Riley.